peace of our Lord be with you. Martha, Martha, you are distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Those words from this morning's gospel lesson have been assigned many meanings across the Christian centuries. Some have seen in this small moment from Luke's gospel a reflection of the early church's struggle to define the role of women in congregational life. Should it be the role of a disciple which Mary embraces by sitting at Jesus' feet or a role of support and service which Martha embodies, or both. Others say that the real point of the story might best be discerned by relating it back to the verses which immediately precede it in Luke chapter 10, the parable of the Good Samaritan. The point being that in back-to-back stories, The Gospel of Luke has Jesus lifting up for praise first a Samaritan and then a woman, representatives of two marginalized groups in Jesus' day, making this morning's Gospel lesson another example of Luke's consistent emphasis on the wingspan of Jesus' life always reaching beyond the usual boundaries to sit down with and stand up for those who were most often left on the outside looking in. All of which is to say that despite the apparent simplicity of this morning's gospel lesson, we may not know exactly what meaning and message it carried for those in Luke's community of faith who first heard it. But what we do know is that across the centuries, this quiet corner of Luke's gospel has become for many in the church a gentle reminder of how important it is for all of us when we can how we can, to center down, to stop, be still, think, listen, and pay attention so that we can live our lives from a quiet, prayerful, thoughtful, mindful center. Perhaps for those of us gathered here this morning, that may be message and meaning enough. The world around us is loud and fast and frequently frightening and troubling. 
And most of the time, there is not a lot that we can do about most of that. But what we can do is this. We can take care of what we can take care of. And one of the things we can take care of is whether or not we choose to live in this loud, fast, frightening, troubling world from a thoughtful, prayerful, quiet center. To choose to live our lives from a quiet center will require us to make some very specific and intentional choices. The kinds of choices which will bend our lives in small ways toward silence and stillness. One very small step in that direction is learning to be content with doing less. Some of us don't have much choice about how much we do. We have a job that requires everything we can give it if we expect to keep it. We have children who need enormous amounts of our time and energy which we rejoice to give. We have caregiving responsibilities that don't end when the sun goes down. Having said and acknowledged all of that enormous sacred responsibility, let us also say that one small step in the direction of living our lives from a thoughtful, prayerful, quiet center is to be content to do less. The church needs to learn to be content to do less as an example to individuals and families. Of course, the problem with learning to do less is coming to terms with the truth that no is sometimes as sacred a word as yes. We do a really great job of teaching one another to say yes. Somewhere along the way, the church also has to teach us all that sometimes no is as sacred a word as yes. No as in, I would love to do that, but no, I can't because I'm already overcommitted. Being content to do less is a hard discipline in this loud, fast world because nobody gets praised for doing less, have you noticed? But it is sometimes a necessary step toward finding a quiet center from which to live our lives. Another very small, 
very specific step in the direction of living a centered life is being intentional about turning off our devices. Many of us are so attached to and dependent on our boundaryless connectivity that we pay more attention to the screens in our hands than the people in the room. It's hard to turn those things off and set them aside. I understand how valuable and important and helpful they are. But that's just one very small, very specific step that might help us find a way to live a more mindful, thoughtful, centered life in a loud, fast, relentless world. The great mystic Meister Eckert said, God is found in the soul, not by what we add, but by what we subtract. God is found in the soul, not by what we add, but by what we subtract. I move, we make some t-shirts that say, less is the new more. <laughs> or as Barbara Brown Taylor says, Reverence has its own pace. The difficulty, of, of course, is finding that pace and living it in a loud, fast, relentless world. To practice living from a quiet center makes a difference. It isn't magic. It doesn't still the storm around us. Sometimes it doesn't even still the storm inside us. But it does make a difference. And it is a discipline worthy of our intentional choices and our careful practice. My fear whenever we talk about this sort of thing is that it might be interpreted as an invitation to retreat from the world. Well, let me tell you, my sisters and brothers, in my experience, the, the more deeply you live a mindful, thoughtful, prayerful, centered life, the more you are compelled out into the world. The journey inward is the journey outward. Think about the Quakers. They're the best in the world at being merry. They do know how to sit in silence at the feet of Jesus. And yet it was the Quakers who were the first and loudest voices for the abolition of slavery. Living that deeply centered life 
didn't send them on a retreat from the world. It propelled them into the world because whose feet were they sitting at? The feet of Jesus. I thought about this in my own life this week, thinking about Mary and Martha and for years now, I don't know how many years, not every day, but almost every day, I write in a prayer journal in the morning, God, help me today to live a Quaker quiet life. Soft and serious, gentle and plain, careful speech, the path to depth. I figure I get that right about 20% of the time. I've been practicing for years, almost every day. Last day I missed was March the 29th. So it's pretty consistent. I fail at it a good 75 or 80 percent of the time. But even as flawed as I am at it, I can tell you that over the last six months, I have found myself walking up steps and hand delivering letters and going to see people that are not at all a part of my normal path as the pastor of this church. Because as a Christian, sitting at the feet of Jesus a little bit has pushed me out there a lot. Sisters and brothers, to live a deeply centered thoughtful, prayerful life is not a retreat from the world. Remember whose feet you're sitting at. If you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, He won't let you withdraw. To the contrary, the journey inward is the journey outward. If we learn to live from a quiet center, It will change how we see things and how we say things. And it will make our lives more healing for those who are hurting. Here's a simple way to begin. Just pray this prayer. God, I want to live my life from a thoughtful, prayerful, quiet center. I want what Jesus called the better part, which nothing and no one can take away. Amen.